This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Derek here. Courtney here. And Jason. We are going to start with Kanye West and explain this to me because uh, maybe I do get it. Huh, Kanye West is now holding Coachella hostage uh, until Billie Eilish apologizes to his buddy Travis Scott um, because apparently Kanye has a dog in this fight too. And he is saying that Billie Eilish threw shade at Travis Scott by saying, I stop my show when people are in distress. And until she apologizes, because he says that was a direct shot at Travis for the Astroworld tragedy, he will not perform at Coachella. This is completely ridiculous of Kanye to even do this. And honestly, if you're Travis, aren't you kind of a little bit mad at Kanye for saying that, like— for anything about like the astro world, it's because it, now it sounds like Travis and them are talking about it and being like, I had nothing to do with it, and like having like no like remorse or like guilt or like any like grief for like the family. It's a weird look to like. If I'm Travis, I'm not excited about. He's this. standing up for like his little brother-in-law, but why? almost but, like, right. Why like, in this way? It doesn't make it, like what's the stand-up? I agree. Like, I also think it's going to backfire. I think Billie Eilish has way more power than he. Well, than she he even responded and, and was and, like, "I never said anything. I never called out Travis directly." Like she like responded immediately to it, and she should not apologize. I think the irony of Kanye West trying to cancel her for it's, things that she said on stage is is incredible. I, I don't think he's rich. trying. To, I don't think he's trying to cancel her. I think exactly he says. He's trying to do. Look, I think it's absurd to say I'm not going to perform at Coachella until she gives an apology. I will say this now: Billie Eilish has said I never directed that comment at Travis Scott. I never said Travis Scott's name. Mm-hmm. She actually said. Well, what else was it? Yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit. That, that's disingenuous of her. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I the mean, comment was directed at him. When she's saying that, it's. I mean, is there any other way of looking at it than, uh, unlike Astro World, I stop my show? Isn't that? There's no other way of looking at it. But do you think she should apologize? No, but here's what I'm saying. I do think it's. Look, I think it's unfair to Travis Scott, and I'll tell you why. And this is not the way that I viewed it the day after Astro World happened. Mm-hmm. But when you really start breaking it down. And you look at the police 40 minutes after the tragedy unfolds, completely oblivious. The police chief, who was the one that was most worried about the concert, is strolling up by the stage 35, 40 minutes after the tragedy unfolds, not knowing what was going on. As much as it's obvious to us when we see that aerial view, it, I don't think it was obvious to Travis Scott. If the police didn't see it and he's got an earpiece in his ear, music blaring, he is performing and there are lights on him, how do you expect him to know what the Hold police did? But it didn't? was obvious. It kind of uh, was obvious to him because he did stop the show like twice when he like called out like, what was that? Like, what are the lights? And then when the fan did faint, he was like, hey, like security, like make sure he gets up. He knew stuff was happening. Well, and, and, and Harvey, but that, that's yeah. to his credit, I think, he because he didn't know the scope of it, yeah. but he did acknowledge he when he saw something. I see this completely different. Harvey, the police were in the fog of war, right? The police are down at ground level. They may not see the extent of the tragedy. Travis Scott 
to, to your point of the aerial view, has more of an aerial view. He's looking out at the at the but ambulances, you know, and Mayer. he did but nothing. Hold on. Do you know? Do you know what the police have that Travis Scott didn't? What an earpiece with the fire department. True, and, and, and it's and, not and, one guy at the front of the stage. It's, it's police are spread out. They're the, all over. Although the video we're, we're pointing out is the, the the few cops who are sitting there not doing anything. It's yeah, right? taking that's video. It's, it's a it's a group. They right, like but that's what we're saying. The where the cops didn't know what was going the on. Cops, we have a. A listen, few cops uh, let, let, let me just say, because, I mean, we've covered law mm-hmm. enforcement. We know how things work. If any cop saw the scope of this, they would have beelined it or talked to the police chief and said, there's a huge problem here because they were on alert for it. So if anybody in that crowd, and they had a lot of police officers, would have seen anything like this, they would have, in their earpiece, talked to or the microphone, talked to the yeah. police chief. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. but- so I, my only point is yeah. that... I don't think, look, I mean, we don't know what Travis actually saw. So, you know, we're speculating here. But I do think there's an argument to be made that he didn't know. He said he didn't know. All I'm saying is, look, for Kanye to do it is ridiculous. Yeah. But but still. Yes, because Kanye, Travis Scott was supposed to be a headliner of Coachella. Kanye took over for Coachella, like, anyways, like, in one of his spots. So why wouldn't, why would Kanye even do Coachella if he thought that Travis Scott, like, has, like, no remorse? Like, why are you even saying anything? I think ultimately here, really honest, sort of disingenuous comment, may or may not be factually sort of accurate. But at the end of the day, made some of it an offhand comment, and Kanye, of course, overreacted entirely. Yes. So what, what do you do if you're Billie Eilish here? Because this to me is a showdown of the new she... generation and the old generation. Kanye's old, guys. You do not give in to Kanye. I don't think you give in to Kanye. And I think actually Billie Eilish is a lot more no, you powerful. Give, you no, don't you give do in. not give no. in. So, so as, does he stand up and not perform? As much as, yeah, I mean, look, as much as I think that in a way it was unfair to Travis, he, Billie Eilish, first of all, it's sort of like you don't negotiate with... Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. finish that expression. Tread lightly. It doesn't no. end with, with, no, with no, Kanye. But, but, yeah. but, but what I'm saying yeah. is, I mean, what he, every president he knows. is holding, he is holding Coachella hostage for this, and to say, if you don't apologize, I'm not going to perform. I could see her not apologizing for that very reason. But that yeah. it's like, yeah. you know she what I mean? She can't apologize. She can't. You give it to one unreasonable demand, Kanye will make a thousands a thousand. of unreasonable demands if he learns that this is a way to, yeah. to sort of hold and Coachella hostage. Real quickly, and he now is back with his music, apparently going after Pete Davidson again yes. and and Kim. So uh, this is his latest. Um, and City of gods. you will hear a reference that is pretty clearly directed at Pete and then Kim. This afternoon, a hundred goons pulling up to SNL. When I pull up, is dead on arrival there. Um, I, you know, it, he doesn't use Pete's name, but he talks about SNL. Yeah. He talks about the goons there. He says, nobody liked me. And then when he says, a party I wasn't invited, it seems to me that's back to Kim. Yeah. Uh, I find this completely pathetic. Does anyone it, have any other read honestly, of this? This is this is a 42- or 43-year-old man who's talking about goons running up yeah. on Saturday Night Live. Or, it's, I mean, it's how the, old are you? You're not going to hurt Pete and Davidson. why? Because Pete Davidson works there? Is that, or because yeah. Kim was on it and said things about Kanye? Is this I have why? No it idea. is pathetic. Yes. And and this second part is I deeply misogynistic. I hate deeply. the second Did we play the second part of the lyrics? No, but you can. Well, I'm, I can't Go read ahead. all of it. Yeah. But it says, uh, and if I let them have my wife, and words should thank me. And if Kim is not your property. Have my and wife. And for, for you to say that, oh, if I decide to let her go, if I decide to let her be a person, 
then thank me. When does like, the tide what? turn on on Kanye? To me, he is now he, overplaying like, his hand in so many different ways. He's called himself a genius, and he is an artistic genius. We will grant that. This kind of behavior, this Billie Eilish it's nonsense, disturbing. these stupid lyrics it are pathetic. Never. I think if the tide was going to turn on Kanye, it would have happened three years ago. It is never. He will be. Got to be an inflection as point. As music, can I, can music I is good. He's fine. Does it not matter if he's going through something right now? No. I think it does. Why? Oh, but how many excuses do you It lends you, you some give? understanding, yeah. I guess. But. We're all going through something. Yeah. Everything we do no, is I know, because but of I an think... experience. I, 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 can't, I give zero quarter to that. Oh. Zero. We disagree. Yeah. I, um, but, you know, look, I mean, I think Kim's made it clear that she is going to, she's yeah, going to basically she's on. move on and also you know, deal with herself, you yeah. know, as somebody valuable. And She said in the recent yeah. Vogue interview that she chose herself and it's her choosing herself led to her divorce and she's fine with yeah. it. She's choosing her now and good for her. Good for her. Okay. Well, let's talk about Bob Saget just real quickly because oh, this I, was so sad. it's so sad. And I think this is now, this story has developed because when we initially broke this, we had the summary from the medical examiner saying that Bob Saget probably fell or hit his head somehow, had um, blunt head trauma, and then ultimately a brain bleed caused his death. Uh, but now that the full report is out, um, the extent of the injury was actually pretty severe, that there were fractures in the back of his head. There was, you know, it, it, it was... Serious trauma to the back of his head. Yeah. Much so more so than just, just like the headboard, it wasn't right? just a bump where, oh my God, what just happened? It was pretty serious. Um, and it does make you wonder, when did it happen? Like, was it in the shower? Like, I, what? Like, it had to be, I just don't it know. It had to be after the, the last like, video we have of him saying, I had a great time at this last performance. So it's sometime between that, getting in the car, and, and getting to the place. Like, close in time to when he went to bed, right? We're speculating. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think... I think the suggestion when you read it is that they think it happened in the hotel. Yeah. Um, but whatever it was, it was really severe. But they've ruled out any sort of foul play. Oh, here. yeah, no, no, it immediately. Was, so it wasn't like he got no, no, in the was not foul play. The coroner yeah. references an unwitnessed fall is, is the speculation. Yes, right, so that's yeah. why the shower yes. theory has come up the most because that's the hardest surface, I suppose, and the extent of the damage And we all know somebody that he slipped hit. and fell in the shower. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, not usually to a very healthy 65-year-old man, but... It does happen. We, so. we just don't. It's you know, horrific, though. Well, you, you, you know what, though? I don't think it was a shower, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. If it were the shower, then there would be wet towels. And if there were wet towels, I think they would have referenced that as a possible theory on where it might have happened. And there might have no, also been a I little like blood or something like that. True. And they didn't do that. And it seems to me because they didn't. There, I don't think it is the shower. Let me yeah, ask no, you about, that's a, let me ask a little about the detective blood. over there. I know <laughs> we're speculating here, but about the blood point, he had fractures of the skull. I don't know if that happens without a piercing of the skin and blood, right? I mean, there had no. Well, you can break you can break a bone yeah, without a, yeah, a fracture yeah, bleeding. Yeah, you can. You Not can. the back of the skull though. It takes a huge first head's bleed, right? There was no evidence of blood, reason. but there was. Yeah, but there were fractures. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. 
Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So look, this is not, <laughs> it's not murder. It's not a felony, anything else. It's just, you know, this whole thing with Kendall Jenner and Haley Baldwin. You know, they're going to this very fancy Pilates studio mm-hmm. in uh, on the Sunset Strip. And they were parking in a handicap zone. Both of them. Both of them. And look, their position is there are photographers around. We're getting hassled. Um, it's bad for the, for the shops here. So let us at least park close to the Pilates studio. And the owner said we have permission to do it, which may be the case, but the fact is the owner doesn't really have the right to say you can park in a handicap <laughs> yeah. zone if you can't. That position has this much merit. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. This much. And you, is, even to I, say it is ridiculous. Zero, zero but, merit. Yeah. but people should know this is a huge parking lot servicing many businesses, not just the Pilates studio. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't own those spots and he can't say yeah, it. And they he still did have security. Yeah. And they still have security with them that like drove separate. Like they each had their own security person. Regardless of where so, they were parking. So here's what they've they can done. Take Ubers. Yeah. There's a million so they, ways to avoid this. Well, they've on. done this now multiple times where they've parked there. So I think now that they've seen people are talking about it, they decided not to park there because what they, they bring security. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that they could park in a normal spot and then security can um, bring up the car is, when they're ready to leave. Yeah, or escort them or do yeah. whatever. Or, or they could walk. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's heavens, yeah. heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. They this, can walk over. So, so now they've parked Betsy. in a red zone. Well, this we, is we, the most. You got to explain that. So, so instead of parking in the handicap spot, now we get Kendall rolling up to the Pilates studio and parking in a red zone, which is where the curb yeah. is red. Just she doesn't stops. even pull within Wait. 18 inches of it. No, by the way, she's about stops. two feet away. Well, she's stops. Bad yeah. Stops. Mosey's on out. She's on a phone call. She did put on her blinkers. We have a camera person asking her, hey, uh, what are you doing? Are you no longer parking in handicapped spots? There was like cars trying to get other parking spots and they couldn't. They're doing 12 point turns. Yes, because her car was just left there. It was so obnoxious. It's obnoxious. It's disgusting. But I will say they drove together this time. They cut down one car. Good, good. Two points. Number one, it's better to park in a red than it is in a handicapped zone, right? Sure. And the second second point in her favor is she looked fantastic. I'm just going to throw that out there. Does that count for nothing? When have you never said that she hasn't looked uh, good. Looks I know it's not murder, but I give, I have you, no this, patience this for really this type of behavior. This, this, this is what a, crawls yeah. under my skin. You know yeah. this. This yeah. is the type of entitlement that people worry about in Hollywood and to see it confirmed in broad daylight in the middle of a Pilates class, this is confirmation of everyone's suspicions about how celebrities are treated here and I find it disgusting. Okay, so can, can we just, I just need some context and then we got to move on. Mm-hmm. So when you compare what Kendall did say to oh boy. an employee who steals lunches from PAs. And we're just out of, about out of time though. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to address that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Point made. Yes. Or what your hero Richard Nixon did to a country, eh? but you justify that. It's very strange. So guys, have you heard about the Chappelle thing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want me, you want me to take the lead uh, on Chappelle? Uh, you got Jason, you got Chappelle. It. Go for it, Jason. Oh. Dave Chappelle, a lot of controversy, nothing new for him, and uh, as always, he's handling it with a plum, right? So there's a housing project uh, that was uh, planned for Yellow Springs uh, Village in Ohio, I guess outside of Dayton. Apparently, mm-hmm. according to uh, intrepid reporter Courtney, is a lovely part of Ohio, beautiful, yes. bucolic, green, and there was an enormous housing project that was planned for there. Apparently, it's purported to have some low-income housing uh, for folks. 
Um, and Chappelle and a number of other uh, guests or, or residents of the area stood up, opposed it, and actually killed it. And, and, did, and, and said he yes, threw his weight he, around. He, he yeah. wasn't going to build that facility that he was going to build That's if right. that went forward. So he, much like Kanye did with, with Coachella, he also threatened to withhold his uh, construction that he was going to do in the same area, thereby depriving the area of tax dollars and the whole thing. And they gave in to him and they killed the product, project. He got a lot of heat well, for Well, hold on, Jason. I think they modified it. And they took they, away the low-income component. Yes. Right. So so they killed the low-income component of the project. Uh, he got a tremendous amount of hate for it. And he said, look, and he's come out now and he said, look, I'm not at all opposed to low-income housing. I'm opposed to this plan, this development, which actually didn't address the problem of low-income housing at all and was simply going to it was contribute lip service. to a lot of yeah. urban sprawl. And it was just lip service. Exactly. But and there were like three low-income housing units there. So it wasn't... Right. It, it's a 53-acre residential development right. that they were going to have very little low-income mm. housing for. So I, it was kind of a – it was a it was hollow. Yeah, although I think his apology, some might say, is equally hollow. Maybe he challenges motives to right. say, like, nope, you know, maybe he didn't want low-income housing in that area. It's pretty straight. I Yellow Springs, it's it's a small, small town. He's yeah. the, easily the most famous resident. Remember during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, a lot of business there. he did those outdoor concerts. Mm -hmm. He brought A-grade comedians to perform in Yellow Springs, okay? So he's a big, big deal there, and he went into this meeting and threw his way around i found it distasteful and whoa, i still really? i still find Why? it very distasteful whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Be because because dave Chappelle is the big multi-millionaire of this tiny town that mm -hmm. wanted that wanted to address a small problem but a, you're a not housing from a problem small town, so you like really he, don't get it to like have like big like developments come in you don't get it well there are plenty of nimby people right uh, uh, not in my backyard they come out and they say oh the wetlands need to pres be preserved all sorts of things and arguments can be made against affordable housing but for dave Chappelle to come out and strip all that away no pretense said i have a larger project how dare you make did you see the the video yeah. he said how yeah. dare you make me audition i'm the big mocker in this town how dare you even ask i want to develop this but, way but you want helping, to go this way he's i, I don't understand it, it, you, what you're saying is dave Chappelle saw a project that he didn't believe in he thought was bad for the community mm -hmm. and therefore he threw his weight around to stop it what's wrong with that are you upset just because he's he threw his weight around or because you think that the project was actually good well, I, I don't know the exact details of the project, well, but then, I do but, think but him throwing his weight around is distasteful because he's one resident. But a lot of people, and a lot of people supported him. Like, the some community people, love some people. Dave Chappelle, it, and what he has done for people. that community it, is yeah, and and, and, like, and guys, I mean, look, Dave Chappelle would be like you say, throwing a ton of money into this. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to do that. What he's doing benefits the community, but he has he's a stakeholder in the community. He has that is his. That's his and blood. I mean, he lives. You, he lives there. You go and there and you see him at all the, like the local cafes. I Everyone totally, knows him. He's so uh, yeah. down to earth. Like I, I, I you just no, want to be mad at him no because either. he got because he because did change and because he's successful. Yeah, and, that's and, no, 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 no. I think I, he's guys, one big stakeholder. Well, wait a minute, but he is a huge stakeholder, and he's saying this isn't good for our community. And why can't he say I'm not building this if you're going to ruin our community? I mean, it seems to me. It's part and parcel oh, of the same uh, yeah. thing. I have an honest question for you, Derek, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Next door to you, there's going to be a development that does not do well for your property value, oh, for you boy. personally. Oh, yes. let me tell right. you. <laughs> and, and, you and you have the power, <laughs> legal, the lawful power, mm. to raise enough of a stink that they will kill this project. Yes. Are you not going to do it because Be honest, you're, just gonna, you're just going to defer to what Be the community members at large want? Be Are honest. you going to do what's in your best interest? No, I, I think I think I would probably act within my best interest. Okay, I, we're going to move on then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we need all, all I'm talking about is the optics of what he's doing. But the being a guy who... You're not. You're not talking about the optics. You're sure. not. You're judging him for having done it. 
Forget about the optics. You're judging him for having thrown his weight around. Yeah, and in I'm this saying way, it, it we is would all, if we didn't like what was being built next to us, throw our weight around and if we could. We just don't have to. Kind he of went weight. to the city council meeting. And don't you think you'd call me distasteful? No. Derek, it's not like if, I, if I killed the wetlands, if if, no. if, if I said Derek, I want to build, you're acting like he just like called the mayor. <laughs> yeah, but if you kill the wetlands, <laughs> that's not oh. what he's doing. It's not what he's oh, doing. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, now now we're here. Now we're here. Just, now we're here, Stop ladies and gentlemen. The reason we're here is. He thinks that affordable housing. No, no, you're wrong. He says this is a ruse. Wow. The affordable housing thing is a ruse. To he calls it a ruse. Yes, right. And well, why are you disagreeing with him? <laughs> if if there really weren't that many affordable housing units, and he's saying what you're doing is you want this urban sprawl under the guise of low income housing when it's not really low income housing, and you're only using that to push. It's it the same as me saying we have yeah. plenty of alligators. This is not yeah. an ecosystem I, that yeah, deserves saving. It's like the he same. called the mayor and like got it killed. He went to like the city council meeting. He like did it properly. You're right. He I went through the right channels. He was a concerned citizen for his community. He was concerned about his bottom You're line. Ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I, 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 look, I know this is kind of a left turn, but I, I just want to end with this because I, I was so moved by this. And there's such a bigger point than the individuals here. Tammy Faye Baker, there's a new movie out, actually got nominated for two Academy Awards uh, about Tammy Faye Baker. And, you know, I remember when the whole thing with the PTL club, with Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker, you know, when that all went down. And basically, they were both villainized. Now, Jim Baker served time in prison because, you know, he, you know, stole money. And look, that, you know, is totally appropriate that he got prosecuted and everything else. And there were a lot of things that happened with this PTL club that were really unseemly. But... When you look at Tammy Faye Baker, she was villainized. They made her into a cartoon character. And I started thinking about this because I watched a clip from 1986, and it really got me thinking. And, and this is 1986, in the middle of the AIDS epidemic, when it was a death warrant when you got AIDS. It, it just, that was it. I mean, you were going to die. I mean, that's that was... That was the reality. And people were not only scared of it, but people with AIDS were getting fired from their jobs. They were getting kicked out of their apartments. Their families were disowning them. People didn't want to be near them or like They were treated as pariahs. They, yeah. were treated as, they were treated yeah. as pariahs. Tammy Faye Baker did an interview with a guy named Steve Peters, who actually was diagnosed with AIDS even before they knew the name AIDS in 1982. And she did this interview with him in 86 when, and, and, and the compassion and the love, and she was criticized for this. Jerry Falwell went after her. The church went after her and she didn't care. Just because she, she supported him? Because she supported him. She, she went out on a limb. She, against she, the church. She was so loving to this guy and, and moved the ball forward in terms of understanding and acceptance when nobody else was doing it. And it got me thinking, that this is what's happened in our society, I think. And 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 it's some I don't know why it just galvanized with me with Tammy Faye, that, you know, the way, especially on Twitter, the way we look at things now is somebody is either deified or villainized. They're either all good or they're all bad. And you never see, you know, you never see the shadings. You never, here's the reality. Nobody is all good. And nobody is, very few people are all bad. And, and maybe no people are all bad. And it's a mix. And I started thinking about it. And the reality is 
Tammy Faye Baker was a really loving, compassionate person. It comes through in this movie. And, you know, this whole thing about her cartoon-like uh, you appearance, know, the, the makeup running down on SNL that used to do a lot of stuff. But do you know it. what? I thought, and a lot of people thought, that was her shtick, mm-hmm. that, that her mascara always ran down her cheeks. It never did. It was right. only an SNL skit. And that's the way we kind of, you know, recreated who Tammy Faye Baker was. And it, and, and it was just so unfair. Um, and it just got me thinking about just the way we, you know, that we do this. You either, you know, you you, you make somebody an absolute hero or an absolute mm-hmm. villain. Yeah, I will tell you, I was uh, a teenager when all this happened. And in my mind, up until... Honestly, the last couple of days hearing you talk about this, I thought that there was no redeeming value to Tammy Bay Baker at all, and because they really swindled, because they, how, like the they swindled, have... they, well, look, they swindled. Oh, man. Thousands were, of there's people a lot to criticize her millions about. Millions and millions of dollars. And I'm not saying there is and, absolutely. And, and, well, it no, goes to your point that not. she's a complicated figure. But the fact that she did this, the fact that I was unaware of this, and uh, other things, and, and other things. and other things as well, that she was quite charitable. You know, when it comes to money, it's hard to give her too much leniency. But she, by the there, way, there she was wasn't. Side to she, her story. He was prosecuted. She was not. I, I understand. Yes. They lived and in I'm not, but, and but she lived quite a life. life for right. And yes. I am not absolving that. But yes. I, I, what I'm saying is, it's just what really, I, you know, I want to play something. We had Steve Peters. This is the most remarkable thing. He's Steve, alive to this day. Yeah. Steve Peters is alive today. It is. That's what remarkable. I found wild from it all is this. remarkable, and he's and he's doing well, and it's he's one of the few people, um, you know, in this horrible epidemic that was able to survive this. We it's just a little bit of Steve on TMZ Live. She was the first televangelist to interview a gay man with AIDS, and and uh, to give such a positive, compassionate interview was extraordinary for a televangelist of that time. Uh, She was looking for a a gay man with AIDS and uh, she couldn't find anybody. Uh, Her producers looked all through the South and the East and nobody would go on the show with her. I had done a lot of interviews about being gay uh, in the seventies. And then I'd done a lot of interviews about being a gay man with AIDS. Uh, in the early to mid 80s. I met a woman who was extraordinarily compassionate and caring and loving and uh, understanding. So, you know, to see the caricatures and the and the cartoon-like uh, characterization of her, uh, I felt just was not right. Why the- would no one go on the show so- with her? Because they didn't want to well, be like identified. That's, well, that's what's remarkable. That's oh. what's remarkable. A lot of the rhetoric uh, on on these shows was anti-gay, anti-AIDS, and she, in the belly of that beast, does this extreme act of courage. I mean, she is there. She is a woman. She's already in a in, in a sort of inferior mm-hmm. position in the church. Does it against Falwell's wishes? Does it against her husband's? I mean, it's portrayed in the movie because I've seen it as this ultimate act of courage, and it's hard to see it any other way, right? She she does this out on a limb in the middle of the AIDS epidemic from from a televangelism show. And I remember it's it. It's remarkable. And I will tell you that the tide was so against what she did um, at that time. It was so against what she did. There were there were uh, it, it, there was a, a thing where in California they wanted to make it so that you had to declare when somebody was selling a house if somebody died of AIDS in the house. And Jeez. and this was a thing all over the country. It was uh, you know. It's a remarkable act of courage. It doesn't excuse the bilking of people out of money <laughs> in the other respects, but as you said, it makes her complicated. It and makes her a complex. It, no, no, no. It does not make her complicated. It makes her a human being, and that's what I'm saying. Is that you know, it's the the idea that you know, like Steve Peters said, that she became a cartoon-like caricature, 
and she's a human being and may, and she has bad things and good things. And, you know, you can't just say, oh, there are bad things. Therefore, we're never going to look at the good things. We're going to create this villain. And it's just not life. And that's what we do today. And it, to me, it goes way beyond Tammy Faye Baker. That's it. That's it. I want to keep going on. There, people are complicated, Harf. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see the nasty sides of saints. I want to see like Malala's dark underbelly and stuff. Don't oh my you? Because it's so easy to weird. find the good things about about Tammy Faye. But, but I want to see the other direction. Well, it was like hearing that people called <laughs> Betty White the c-word. There I was you go. That's another example. Yesterday, that like B. Arthur and all them were calling her that. Right. It's the flip side. Like, no, what has Dolly Parton done? That's no, what I want to know. <laughs> so okay, Harvey, Harvey, what's your redeeming quality? Yeah, yeah exactly. So we'll get back to you. I thought maybe you'd mention one, but okay. <laughs> well, we are like, well, we're out of time. I know. Uh, Super Bowl this weekend. Super yes. Bowl this weekend. Amazing so halftime show coming up. Very excited. We'll see you uh, Monday. Thanks. See you. Thanks.